in Millhaven, just saying, I would be the first guy that was listed on that list. I'm Tom Becker. I'm McGraw Millhaven, and apparently I have to now pay for the podcasting fees for year number two. I I, I don't believe this is stuff that we should be that we should be uh, airing uh, on the podcast. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, I mean, well, this, I was this, only bringing it up because we have one successful year under our belts. We have. We, we've been doing this now for a year. We've been doing this now for a year, and uh, and it's time to renew. And I paid the fee last year, so it's time for you to pay the fee this year. That's all. Yeah, that's hey, that's fantastic. No, I hear you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, quit being such yeah, a cheapskate. So. All right, God love you. What are we talking about today? You know what? Speaking about the Internet, I find the Supreme Court uh, case fascinating. You know, uh, what, uh, 230, whatever they call it? Oops. Yeah, Section 230. Yeah, what responsibility do you know? Does Twitter and Facebook and Meta and uh, Instagram and all these YouTube and that? What responsibility do they have as far as the crap that other people put on their platforms? It's it's a it's a fascinating argument. Well, it is a fascinating argument, um, <clears throat> uh, because we know CBS was fined thousands and thousands of thousands of dollars for exposing Janet Jackson's nipple for one one hundredth of a second. We also know that the Buffalo shooter who shot up the grocery store live streamed it on Facebook. And no, and nothing, n- no big deal. So explain yeah. to me how those two things exist. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. On the other, on the other um, uh, angle, though, of it, I mean, what responsibility do they have for that? You know, I mean, the, the the argument could be made that, uh, and this is the argument that they'll that they will make, is that when the Super Bowl nipple gate happened, uh, that was over the public airwaves, whereas Facebook and Meta and all the, they're private companies. It's it, it, there is a distinction there. Well, yes, if you want to be technical, the airwaves are the government's, but the internet isn't, and that's only because of a stroke of a pen. Right. The Internet, the intercommerce rules. and all That's just because this Section 230. Think about community standards. Think about Lenny Bruce getting arrested for telling a dirty joke at midnight in a comedy club. And again, you can um, create an insurrection and and details for an insurrection on Facebook and no big deal. It makes no sense. Oh, I, I, I thoroughly agree with you. I thoroughly agree with you on that. But at the same time, it, it, here's an issue, and this happens sometimes, when your philosophy of life or philosophy of government uh, contradicts the pragmatism of it. Because in theory, I would say that it is not, you know, Facebook or Meta or Twitter. It's not the responsibility what you put out, what I put out. I mean, you know, that's that's our responsibility, what we put out. But on the other hand, when you see the damage that this sort of thing has done, you know, there's got to be some culpability there, isn't there? No, no. I, I look. I, I. This, as you know, this is near and dear to both of our hearts because we've been living this. And when you have a caller, um, and a caller stop drops a couple of f bombs or something, right? And you're not on delay. The FCC finds the radio station, not the person who's posting or calling, right? Um. It's a different. It's 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 the same thing. You post something on Facebook that's in, inflammatory. Nothing happens. Facebook does it need some accountability 
Um, you, you have Alex Jones. That is just unfettered, pure hate going out there. And if that were to be allowed on radio and television stations, they would take our license. No, you know, you, you are, you are thoroughly right about that. And, and, and that's the issue here, you know, and, and here's the thing too, just how stupid these laws are because you just said the term F-bomb. Everybody knows what that means, but boy, if you say what that means, you're going to be fine. Like, like, a, like a quarter million dollars. I mean, it's not, it's not some cheap fine here. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's ludicrous. So. And it's also the fact that these, that these big tech companies um, are trying to police themselves is a joke. We know that, right? And I know that people want to blame the Biden administration for somehow squeezing Twitter into, you know, doing something or saying something. Uh, we know the Trump administration did it. Okay, the Biden administration, whatever. The point is, though, there's no accountability. There's no, there's no nothing. There's, there, there's no gatekeeper. And if we were to uh, report a story that was completely bogus and made up and in, in inflammatory, there would be repercussions. There are no ethics, no standards when it comes to anybody can post anything. And while standing on a street corner saying anything you want's great, but there needs to be some responsibility for these things. We know Twitter is peddling in child pornography. We, we know this because the, the experts are telling us they're not cracking down on child pornography. We know that teenage girls are being bullied. Teenage boys are, 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 are being bullied. Suicide is through the roof because of the effects of what is going on on social media. And yet they're making billions and destroying traditional media makes zero sense. And it is a danger to democracy. Well, let's take a look at this. Even now we talked about the Internet. What about uh, the Fox Cable Network? You know, the information that comes out that Hannity and Carlson and Ingram, they knew that all the stuff they were saying about the elections being stolen and the, and, and, and the machines not being and the machines being rigged. They knew what they were saying were, were lies and BS, but they also knew that's what their audience wanted to hear. So they threw it out there. They threw it out there, you know, to uh, to keep the audience and, and, and to make money. Except we know that Dominion suit. And so, therefore, we're now starting to hear what they said off the air versus what they said on the air. We don't know what Alex Jones says, right? We we don't know of these things. There's there's no there's no accountability, none whatsoever. And we can talk about Fox. I I, I think we talked about it last time, but keeping it just on the internets and the the sites, um, they are taking traditional news media stories, abusing them, rewriting them getting their own clicks, making their own money, and um, destroying uh, um, traditional news media. Say what you want about Drudge. Every once in a while, he'll break a story, but 95% of his content is just links to other news stories. Yeah. He doesn't do any real reporting, and yet he's making millions off the backs of the reporters who are actually doing the legwork. But I'll be honest with you. I mean, I, I go to Drudge all the time. Uh, Drudge, Drudge has got some good stories. I find the stuff he has interesting. And so I go to the links. And I, But I also subscribe to a lot of, uh, you know, the Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, New York Times, where a lot of his stories go to. I, I subscribe to those papers so I can I can read uh, what those articles are. But, um, yeah, but, I mean, you know, you know and, and, and this is where I feel bad about my uh, – my past as a talk radio host, 
Uh, only in that, you know, I, you've always you've never really worked on stations that had um, Rush and Hannity in that. I mean, you've worked at stations that were more locally focused, whereas I've worked at stations that had Sean Hannity, Rush Limbaugh, and that. And you do sort of, sort of, you almost get sort of sucked into that audience, right? You get into it. So, uh, you know, when I see some of the damage that they've done as far as the lies they put out there and the the way that they have attacked our democracy, um, I feel bad about some of the stuff that, you know, I... Yeah, but no, I, but you can't compare talk radio that's on mainstream FCC regulated airwaves and what's going on on the internet. You just can't. No, you're right. Say what you want, say what you want about um, say what you want about Rush Limbaugh. He never live streamed a mass shooting. He just didn't, and that's what you're seeing. He teenage girls might might not have liked what he did, but they weren't bullied to death because of it. Um, you, or how about this? You haven't you haven't used you haven't taken pictures of an ex girlfriend and then posted them on the internet, right? I mean, think about that for a second. That's allowed to happen. Channel 5 can't do that. The news anchors on, you know, whatever channel in Omaha can't be posting pictures of an ex-girlfriend to get revenge from them. You just can't do it. And yet these multi-billion dollar companies know exactly when you hit a button so that they can write a code to send you more of the same. But then when you talk about, hey, why don't you get rid of the child porn? We can't We can't control that, that stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't buy it. I, I I agree I agree with you on that I agree with you on that and so uh, well not only the child porn but also the uh, uh, you know the terrorist uh, sites the, yeah. the the seditionist sites you know the the racist sites you know that are out there right. um, you know I mean you know but what about free speech though I mean don't don't these people have a right to free speech as well Yeah but free speech is is not um, is is not absolute right I'm I'm not. I shouldn't be allowed to post nude photos of a girl who didn't know she was taking nude photos. That's not free speech. I'm infringing on that person's right to, to privacy. Free speech is not absolute. And there are some responsibilities. And, and that's why there are community standards. And, you know, and, yet, and yet community standards goes out the window when you talk about the Internet. Why? Why? Why does everybody else must have community standards and... I mean, you, they used to put parental notifications on albums because it was so offensive. And yet these 13-year-olds on, on Instagram are getting abused and nobody cares. Nobody does anything. TikTok is, is, a, is a Chinese Trojan horse. How many more warnings do we need to get off TikTok? And yet we can't regulate TikTok. It's a foreign entity trying to destroy our democracy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? Not doing a bad job of it. Um, (laughs) Very good job. Well, how about, how about the other story of this train derailment? Right. I mean, think about this for a second. Nobody trusts the government and these misinformation people are flooding the zone with this train derailment, flooding social media with misinformation, bad information so that nobody trusts anybody. Again, sowing the seeds of doubt within a democracy so that nobody knows what to believe with this train derailment. Uh, it, uh, we definitely live in interesting times, to say the least. Um, uh, yeah, and as far as that train derailment, you know, it, it's, well, and now we're going to get into a whole other issue here, but, you know, you got these Republicans 
they want to deregulate uh, the uh, the safety issues for you know transportation like this, uh, but at the same time want to regulate uh, you know a woman's body, you know want to regulate want to regulate uh, what what you uh, can read in in school, you know they they uh, they want to regulate what uh, you know what history you learn, and, and that and um, I think that's that's an issue too. You isn't, know, it weird, isn't it weird how there are so many people who distrust their government, hate their government, don't believe a word their government tells them, and yet on the 4th of July, they sure are patriotic and they love their country. <laughs> but they don't believe a word it says. They don't believe anything. Everyone's corrupt. Everyone's dirty. Don't take the flu shot. Don't take COVID, right? I here's the the FDA came out and said this is clean water, it's safe. They don't believe anything any governmental entity says, but by golly, love America. Love it or leave it. The one I always love are the people that say, you know, you know, you know, don't don't desecrate the flag. The flag is don't burn the flag, don't flag it, right? And then they put the potato salad on the red, white, and blue flag uh paper plates yeah, yeah. at yeah. their uh Fourth of July picnic. Uh, I mean, it's like the more you distrust the government the more you claim you're a patriot. But there is, I mean, you know, I, I, I like what Reagan, you know, was pushing others, you know, trust but verify. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, oh, by the way, yeah, you talk about trusting the government. What about trusting the media? Those people, those people that were affected by, um, you know, what happened there in East Palestine, Ohio, right? Went to tune, uh, turn to their local radio or uh and newspapers and found that they've been decimated. They don't have the reporters. They don't have the staff. They don't have the resources that they used to have. Right. Um, and yeah, so that you know be- why, you know why, because, because Facebook and Twitter and, and everybody else sucked all the local advertising out of all of those things. So there was no local advertising to be there when you needed local reporters. So when it comes time to find out just what the truth is regarding uh, that train derailment, what you get are, uh, you know, people's tweets and and who knows what the yeah, who knows what the truth Russian, is. Russian bots who want to sow distrust in your government. Um, and you know what? They've done a pretty good job. Hey, since yeah, you brought up since you brought up Russia, uh, let's take a break here, and then when we get come back, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, your thoughts on uh, uh, President Biden and uh, Vladimir Putin and going into Ukraine. And what Putin is now uh, getting rid of the uh, uh, START treaty, and, uh, and and Biden is just saying, "Hey, you know, we we ain't going nowhere." So uh, we got uh, some uh, some powerful people pounding their chests, and uh, what does that mean for not only America but for the world? We'll tackle that light-hearted issue in uh, just a moment here on Beck and Millhaven. Just saying on the Big Five Fifty KTRS. Now, this is the part here where uh, the commercial is played on the radio, but uh, the podcast continues on in three, two, one. We are back, and before the commercial break, that was on KTRS radio, but no commercial break here on the uh, podcast. Um, we were talking about the idea here of, of Biden making the, the the sneak appearance there in Ukraine. And then Putin uh, doing his State of the Union address today, basically saying that um, you know the, the West is trying to ruin their ruin their civilization, and uh, that they're going to uh, suspend the START treaty, 
which is a nuclear treaty to limit the amount of uh, nuclear weapons out there. Man, I don't know. You know, it's on one hand, I'm freaked out by all of this. On the other hand, it's like I just know that they, oh, hell, nothing I can do about it. So if the bomb goes off, the bomb goes off. Well, I don't, I, I don't think that um, continuing uh, negotiations on the START treaty are that big of a deal. I think Putin is a defeated man. He's just grasping at straws. Uh, um, I don't think that's a big deal. I will say this though, and I'm I'm in the camp of Joe Biden's too old to run again. But you got to give the man his due. 23 hours to go into Ukraine in the cover of darkness, 10 hours on a train. Talk about Amtrak Joe. Yeah. To get to Kiev and boots on the ground and he meets with the president and he's out of there. And now he's in Poland. I tip my cap to the man. Um, you know, I, I even though I think he's too old to run, I think I don't want to put troops in, in Ukraine, but we have to be in lockstep with Europe because Putin is a madman and he could go into Poland at any moment and he could go into one of these other uh, countries in a moment because he's really lost his mind. And these people who want to cut off funding for Ukraine are insane. I don't get it. I get it. It's our money. But when when, when do you stop a crazy man in the beginning or in the end? Because you're going to have to stop him at some point. Um. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you on that. I, I think that we need to uh, be showing support for democracy, be showing support for our European allies, because you're right. You know, after Ukraine, then where? You know, then Finland? Is that is that next? Is Poland next? What What's next? Right. Um, you know, and, and, and so I, I do agree with you on that. I wonder, though, too, when you say that Putin is a, is a defeated man, I wonder just how much of that is true. And it's not the whole thing you can't trust the media, but it's more on the th along the lines of if all Russia saw were the um, the George Floyd riots of uh, what, 2020, if all the, that's all they saw, they would see an entirely different country than what the reality is. So while we hear of protests and we hear of people that are, uh, you know, the, leaving the, the military and uh, trying to uh, avoid uh, fighting, we hear about this. I wonder just how widespread it is and just how defeated he may be, or if that's just the news that we're getting. Well, I mean, you know, you only take everything with a grain of salt, but I don't mean he's defeated like he's going to step down anytime soon. He's been thoroughly embarrassed because this Ukraine war was supposed to be 10 minutes, just like the length of the time we were supposed to be doing the podcast. Here we are one year later, Ukraine is still standing and just saying with Beck and Milhaven is alive and well. So, <laughs> so I, 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 he's, he's thoroughly embarrassed that Ukraine has been able to withstand it. He's, he's lost support from his own people. He's had hundreds of thousands of, of, of deaths of his own soldiers. Apparently it's, it's, it, you know, it's not going well, but he can't give up because he just cannot um, accept defeat. So when you back a crazy man into a corner, you get crazy. You you get more crazy. So he's defeated in that he doesn't know where to turn because it's such a bad calculation. What does he do next? And, uh, you know, we have to stand with, with our European allies because there's no alternative. Here's the thing that always just boggles my mind. And my mind has been boggled a number of times. 
boggles my mind in that anybody that has just read a history book, whether it be, you know, for, we, we saw we saw what Russia did when they went into Afghanistan. Mm. That didn't work out well. We went into Afghanistan. That didn't work out well. We went into Iran, uh, that or rather Iraq. That didn't work out well, right? Uh, 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 Putin's going into uh, Ukraine. That's not working out well. I mean, how much do people... You know, how often do uh, the, these people have to be shown time and time and time again that, you know what, work out treaties, do trade agreements, profit off each other, work together. And that, that, that's where prosperity happens. That's where peace happens. No, the, the, These idiots that, that, that are leading us, and I'll, I'll put some of those in our category too, not just uh, the Russians. History has proven time and time and time again, and not just recent history, ancient history has proven time and time and time again this sort of thing does not work. Well, I'm no Russian expert or European expert or foreign policy expert, but if I read them, and I do know that the goal of Putin was to weaken NATO. And that's what people were so scared about when it came to Donald Trump, because Donald Trump was didn't, didn't signify that he was a big fan of NATO. Um, he wants to weaken NATO. All he's done is make NATO stronger and made it bigger because now Finland and Sweden want in. And there's a reason why there are no Russian troops in any NATO country. It's because that alliance is working and the strongest alliance man has ever created. And so he wants to weaken it. And we have to stand up and be, we have to stand up and defend it. There's just no two ways about it. No, I totally, I totally agree. I totally agree. And you mentioned Biden, you know, being too old to run and all that. I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. I don't know that there's anybody else, though, in line uh, to take his place. And what I think is the, the the real issue here is that if Biden does indeed run like he's saying he's going to, if he does run, Kamala Harris can't be his running mate again, can she? He's got to have somebody in there that uh, will be able to hit the ground running uh, as uh, as president, if Biden were to, God forbid, die while in office. Well, the electoral math being what it is, she brings a lot of people to the ticket. Yeah. Um, no, I. You know, I let me let me push back on the. There are no other Democrats at this time in the election calendar. No one had ever heard of the junior senator from Illinois named Barack Hussein Obama. At this point in the election cycle. No one ever heard of that unknown Arkansas governor named Bill Clinton. No one ever heard of the peanut farmer Jimmy Carter at this time. So the fact that there is not a Ron DeSantis in the wings in the Democratic Party is not that big of a deal. There are Democrats out there. There are, you might not right off the, off the top of your head, but there are Democrats out there who are, you know, they're not um, Elizabeth Warren crazy, but they're normal Democrats middle of the road, who would be a very good alternative to Joe Biden. What the difference, though, between what you just said and the situation today is that whether it be Barack Obama, whether it be Bill, be Bill Clinton, uh, they were not competing against an incumbent president. OK, no, no, so no, you're, no, right, you're right. You're right. There, no, there, were these, yeah. there were these unknowns out there. And I grant you that there were these unknowns out there. And that would apply on the Republican side. While everybody's looking at DeSantis and Nikki Haley. You know, and there might be some unknown Republican out there that's working it that people aren't really focusing on right now. I'll grant you that on the Republican side. I think it's different though on the Democratic side when you've got the president of the United States 
say he wants to run for re-election. No, no, no. I, I get that. I was saying if if Biden chooses not to run, that was yeah. my point. Oh, yeah. Then no, no. If Biden chooses not to run, I can go down a list of uh, people I think that might be qualified. Uh, you know, one of the nice things about being here in Nebraska, and it won't be that way in the next election as much, but, um, you know, just the river, uh, a short 20-minute drive across the river, and I'm in Iowa. And there in Iowa, I got to meet. I got to meet Pete Buttigieg up close and personal. I got to meet, um, uh, uh, oh, geez, uh, brain Donald Trump. here. Huh? Donald Trump. Donald Trump. I, did, I did meet Donald Trump up close and personal before uh, he was elected. Uh, I met, um, oh, Klobuchar. Yeah, Amy Klobuchar. I met her up uh, up close and personal. So there were people that I met, I've been able to meet and interview and see before they're overly handled and stuff, before the media starts tearing them apart. So I, I saw some of these people and that, 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 that impressed me. And Buttigieg does impress me. Amy Klobuchar impresses me. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> Andrew Yang impresses me, but he doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell of getting elected, although he's a fascinating man to talk to about some of his ideas, which I think have got some uh, some merit. Thing, the guy from Saturday Night Live ran for president? No, 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 that's Bowen. That's Bowen Yang. <laughs> Who'd you say? Uh, what did I say? Um, Wang Chung? Huh? huh? Wang Chung? Wang Chung. No, no, you're trying to get us canceled here. Um, you said Bowen Chang. Did I say Bowen Chang? Or Andrew well, Chang. Andrew, I think, yeah, it's an Andrew, right? Yeah. No, anyway, the... The, 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 the Asian sounded... The Asian man. The Asian man's name. Well, you forgot. I think you said Bowen Yang. I might have. I don't know what I said anymore. You got me all confused. I don't know, but Bowen Yang's really funny on Saturday Night Live. Oh, he's very funny. He's very yeah. funny. You know, and there's actually some of these new guys have got some potential. They're starting to hit their stride. Yeah. You know, I'm... I'm I'm on the look, I'm on the mindset that you know Saturday Night Live has hits and misses. Some nights it it, it misses the mark. Other nights, though, I think I think Weekend Update is is still brilliant, ninety eight percent of the time. Yeah. I think I think the opening bit, ninety eight percent of the time, hits the mark. You know, yeah. There's look, you you can't be putting out that much uh, entertainment like that and hit the you know need, hit the nail on the head every time. Well, I I don't want these people that just say, well, Saturday Night Live hasn't been funny since uh, John Belushi was on. You know, I'm not one of those guys. Well, I am. I'm one of those guys that would uh, not go out in college until after Weekend Update. Now, I don't have my morning coffee until after Weekend Update. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I know exactly what you mean. I know. Oh, okay. Saturday Night Live is over. It's midnight. Let's go out. (laughs) <laughs> Let's go out. And now it's like, oh, it's, it's Saturday Night Live is on. Oh, I'll just catch it online in the morning. It's too late. <laughs> uh, can can we break and talk about Don Lemon? Oh, I'm glad you brought that up because I want to talk about that. I want to talk oh. about that. Uh, yeah. So let's do that. Okay, we will take the break right now. Uh, here, if you're listening on the radio on KTRS, take a break right now. If you're listening on the podcast, which, by the way, if you're listening on KTRS and you missed part of today's podcast, you can always catch it. We're online. We're on Spotify. We're on iHeart. We're on Apple. We're pretty much anywhere you get your uh, your podcast. You can check out Beck and Milhaven. Just saying. Back in a moment on the Big Five Fifty KTRS. All right. It was, it was Andrew Chang? Did you say? I thought you said Andrew. You said the uh, the guy's name right. I was just fucking with you. I, yeah. <laughs> Three, two, 
one. Okay, are you going to say, okay, are you going to say what you just told me off the air here? Are you going to are you going to admit to what you just told me off the air? I told you, um, I was just I was just playing with you when I said Bowen Chang. Yeah, did I say the name right? You the said the name time. right. It was Andrew Andrew Yang. Yeah, I was just gaslighting you. <laughs> yes, you did, and it worked because I was. By the time I got to talking to you about this, I didn't know. I didn't know who I said. <laughs> Connie Chung. I didn't know. No, you're you're an evil you are an evil evil man. Oh, it was comedy, baby. Okay, so um, you want to you want to uh, you want to touch this? Uh, yeah, I want to go. I want to talk about how women are uh, past their prime at age thirty. <laughs> oh, first of all, ladies and gentlemen, before we go any further with this discussion, mm -hmm. I really want to uh, illustrate the point, okay, that I am not responsible for anything McGraw Millhaven says, okay. I am not responsible for this. Whatever he says, it's on him. Now, you just said that you don't believe that any woman is what? Is viable quoting, after the age of 30? I was quoting Don Lemon because he Don Lemon 50. is an idiot. On, now, for those who missed the story, last week, Don Lemon got in a conversation with two of his co-hosts on the CNN Morning Show. They were talking about Nikki Haley, and he got into a diatribe about how Nikki Haley is past her prime. And the other two women said, what do you mean past her prime? And he said, it's just a fact, and I'm paraphrasing here, but pretty close to, you can Google it. It's a fact. I'm not saying it, but it's well established that women are past their prime, 20, 30, 40, are past their prime. And I think that Poppy Harlow on CNN said, do you mean like childbearing years? He's like, you can look it up, Google it, Google it. It was the most insane comments I think you've ever heard a host of a show say on cable news. And that's saying, and that's saying something. I will say this. I will not I will not defend Don Lemon for saying that because I, I, I do think that what he said. Well, I, I'm wondering, is is it all that wrong? Now, now before you start sending me the nasty emails and stuff, okay? Take a look at what and, and maybe maybe what Don Lemon said. It was that it was just outdated. Because if you take a look at the history, all right, what Hollywood has done, when you've got you've got some 23-year-old starlet uh, who's uh, in a relationship with a 70-year-old Jack Nicholson, right? You know, you you, you got you got stuff like that on the on, on the Hollywood screen. You've got you've got uh, magazines, women's magazines that uh, tell women that you know, hey, you know, if they got a little cellulite, they're not beautiful anymore. Right, you guys. Those are the women's magazines selling that to women. I'm not saying that what Don Lemon said is right, but I will say that there may be a perception out there with a lot of America, based on the media that's been put out there, that Don Lemon is right. I, you know, and there, there's a distinction there. So make sure you're not, you know, trying to trying to. I'm not know, coming down. I'm not coming down on on you for bringing up the point, but yeah. I will respond. I will respond to that point. You have just pointed out. The sexism in magazines and Hollywood and every other thing. I was not supporting it. I was not I'm pointing it out, but I, know, I was not supporting it. I know, I know, it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You, but but you are you are you are you are calling out or exposing the sexism in the fashion industry, in the movie industry, in he was he he was he wasn't saying, boy, you know what? There's a lot of people who might not vote for her since she's over 50 because some people think 
uh, are, are sexist or ageist and think one way. It's pretty insane for a morning host of a major cable news network to say, if you don't trust me, Google it. Google was his, was his, was his, 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 his reference. Just Google. I can find anything on Google, Don Lemon, <laughs> even that says you're an idiot. Okay. So it's insane <laughs> for him to say, just Google it. Okay. You, fifth graders in a term paper can't say Google a teacher. So, I mean, it's just insane. The sexism, he, it was either, either he got in his head that he was so trying to defend Biden and he couldn't come up with another reason to, to be critical of Nikki Haley other than the age, but it was ageism and sexism all at once. So if a, if a woman is past her prime at 50, what does that say about Amtrak Joe, who's 82? Look, I, I look. I agree with what you're saying here, but at the same time, at the same time, there are ads out there saying, "Hey, ladies, oh, geez, what you're 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 forty, you're forty-five now. Are, the, are your breasts sagging a little bit? Hey, how about a, how about a little nip and tuck, right? I mean, there, there, there's there's cable need, shows about this need, sort of thing. You don't you know? need supple breasts to be president of the United States. But bro, I agree with you. I agree with you. But let's be honest here, okay? There's a large part of America that thinks that way. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not. I'm not condoning it. And I think that with the younger generation, it's changing. But if you take a look at the, you know some of the the older older generation, you know people in my demographic, uh, you know I, I think there's people out there that actually think that way. And and I, he was inarticulate the way he said it, you know. But I'm not 100 percent sure that he's 100 percent wrong. Well, look, look, if you're saying there's sexism out there, you're right. And Don Lemon is example 1A of the sexism out there. He's supposed to be the liberal. He's supposed to be the enlightened one. He's a, a African-American homosexual. He's supposed to be much more enlightened. And for this man who sits on his perch as a uh, holier than thou, let me tell you about being in the minority and being a liberal and being open-minded in one fell swoop showed how ignorant and closed-minded he really is by promoting and exposing the sexism within his own thoughts. Um, yeah, well, you know, uh, it was a, uh, here's the thing. I, and again, I, I, I am not condoning what he said, and I don't agree with what he said. But if you take a look at what the media has done over the years, is what he said all that? Is it, is, it as, is it as outrageous as they made it out to be? Well, no, see, but I, I look, if you want to talk about sexism and ageism in politics, have that conversation, Don Levin. Talk about it. Ha, you know, explain it. Show, show that, um, you know, how they mistreated uh, Hillary Clinton, how they mistreated Sarah Palin, how they mistreated. Uh, all these different women, regardless of what party they're in, and the sexism and the ageism and the way they're they're covered. That's a legitimate story, Don Lemon. Yeah. Expose the sexism for what it is. Don't don't feed into the sexism and say, "Oh, look it up, Google." Women are past their prime. It is the most inartful, ignorant comment anybody in his position could make. Now, apparently, he's not losing his job. 
People have said a lot less and have lost their job over silly, stupid things, right? Billy Bush lost his job for laughing at a crude joke in a private moment. Billy Bush never heard from again. Don Lemon's allowed back on the air. I don't know how that happens. But if you're a woman and you're you're how how do you listen to Don Lemon again when you know what a sexist piggy is? Uh I don't know. I mean, he wasn't exposing the sexism to 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 talk about it. He was exposing his own sexism. But look, you do live radio. I've done live radio. We're doing this without any notes, without any any uh, you know script in front of us. You're, you're not going to tell me that there has been things in your career that you said and you look back and say, "Oh man, I could have expressed that better." Absolutely, no okay. question, no question. But that's not. But that's not what he did. He didn't come back and say, what I meant to say was this. And I in inartfully said this, and I apologize if if people took it that, that way, I meant it as X, Y, and Z. I mean, he also doubled and tripled down on it when, when the other women on the set were like, what do you mean by past their prime? Yeah. You know, what do you mean, childbearing years, intelligence-wise? I mean, basically he said women over 50 aren't smart enough to run companies, to run businesses, to run, to, to be, to be captains of industry, to be senators or congressmen or presidents because they're past their prime at 50 men. However, we get, we got a man who is one foot in the grave as president and he's okay with that. But a 51 year old Nikki Haley is past her prime. Uh, look, as a person with nothing but gray hair, gray hair on a man looks distinguished yeah. on a woman. Makes you look old. And I don't want to look, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that I agree or that I make the rules, but that's how it's been. That's how it's no, been. I get it. I get it. And, and a Gina Davis who says, you know, I, I used to get parts in my 30s that I don't get in my 50s, you know, or whatever else. It's all the sexism and the ageism that's going on. And yes, we play into it. Society plays into it. That was the whole Me Too movement. And, and he just, you know, He'd sit there and be like, oh, this is so terrible that Matt Lauer did this and Harvey Weinstein did that. He was, no, I'm, I'm not saying he was groping women, but he was basically making a stereotypical comment about all of women who are over the age of 40 that are past their prime. And if you don't believe me, just Google it. By the way, by the way, I would like to say for the record that on Super Bowl Sunday, actually, I went and saw the movie 80 for Brady. Yes, Jane, Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Sally Field, and uh, Rita Moreno. Right. Let me just say for the record that both well, actually both Sally Field, Jane Fonda, and a ninety-year-old Rita Moreno bring it for their age. I'll tell you. You know, I mean, I, yeah, you you tell me a woman. For their age, you tell, for you their age me, they're pretty good looking. You tell me. Well, actually, they're good actresses too, and everything. But yeah, I was going with a good-looking thing. I was being a little bit of a sexist there. Yeah. Yeah, and Lily Tomlin, I know, you know, she's very attractive, very talented. Yeah, all those women there, all those women in the, well, Sally Field, I think, is in her 70s, but everybody else in their 80s, uh, definitely not past their prime. Definitely not past their prime. Uh, I wouldn't say it was a great movie, but it wasn't made to be a great movie. It was made to be just some mindless fun, and that's what it was. Yeah, the other thing, too, is he didn't, when Kamala Harris ran for president, he didn't say she didn't have a chance because she was past her prime, right? I mean, he... He 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 just called out Nikki Haley because she was a Republican and he doesn't like Republicans and he was trying to carry the water for Joe Biden, I guess. And he had nothing else to say 
and he couldn't and he couldn't pick on Nikki Haley for anything else other than she's past her prime. By the way, uh, by the way, um, Nikki Haley was in Iowa this week doing her first, uh, you know, stump, right? Still doing that, uh, doing that. She made her first, like, you know, campaign stump speech in Iowa. Guess what she brought up? Guess, uh, what, guess what she brought up in the speech? Uh, uh, dressing in drag. Uh, she may have. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that clip. I did hear the critical race theory clip. Oh, okay. Sorry. I we're going to we're gonna be dealing with that again. Oh, boy. I don't know that I can handle another presidential election. Well, the nice thing to know is that Don Lemon has passed his prime. <laughs> he's also, he's also, apparently he's also, he's back on, uh, I guess it be Wednesday, right? This is going to air Thursday. So he's back on Wednesday. He, he's not, he doesn't, I don't know if he knows this, but he's going to come back to a set where the women are older than when he left. By the, by the way, by the way, how stupid do you need to be to make that comment when you're sitting between two women? I know. I mean, there's just some things that you know. Okay, yeah. Boy, if I'm with the guys, this will be funny. If I'm with the guys, I can get away with this. If I'm here with the women, this is not going to go well. That was such yeah. a rookie mistake, if nothing else. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. Google it. We, you, you have an anchor saying, if you don't trust me, Google it. Really? I mean, how? Just forget the sexism part and the ageism part. Just the stupidity of it all. Right? I mean, you don't trust me, Google it. Just just Google it. It's there. It, it, it's on the Googles. I mean, just. Yeah, because me just because the, the Internet never objectifies women. No, no. I mean, it's just so. I mean, forget, it's just so. I, I, I can't believe he's coming back. I, I am. I am shocked, and I, I applaud the guy at CNN who, in his statement, saying, "Look, CNN needs to be a place where you can learn, you can forgive, you can grow, and you know, you just don't throw the baby out with the bathwater." So, in some, for those who are against cancel culture, you know, Don Lemon's an idiot, but he's allowed to make a mistake, he's allowed to apologize, and he's allowed to come back. So, in that sense, hopefully, the guy learned his lesson. I think Don Lemon's also a bit of an egomaniac, in that. Uh... He doesn't work well with others, you know. I mean, really? when he had his own show, you know, and he could be the one just spouting everything off. But now, when others are trying to, you know, get their airtime, it doesn't seem to be working as well. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I actually um, that CNN morning show is actually pretty good. I think that Kate, Caitlin Collins is really very good. She had a great piece of this morning. Uh, she was in Poland. I guess she's traveling with the president or met him in Poland or something. She did a whole story about how the Polish people are uh individually rallying for the cause and uh, doctors and lawyers and uh, students and mothers and fathers and grandfathers are all joining the basically the polish national guard going through basic training learning how to fight and shoot weapons to defend their country it was really quite fascinating i look i agree I, matter of fact okay i don't even take this one step farther you're saying it's a pretty good show I'll take this one step farther and say, is there a part of CNN that is glad for this controversy because it gets people talking about their morning show, which has been retooled, which they're trying to get off the ground? Uh, you know, will they will their ratings go up a little bit just because people are interested to see what what Don Lemon says when he gets back on the air? You know, will will this actually be used as a uh, as a bit of a ratings tool for them 
because uh, controversy can sometimes be uh, a positive thing in this business, as yeah, you no, and I, I both know. I but CNN is good. I mean, MSNBC, Morning Joe, with, with, with all due respect, is a wonderful show when Joe Scarborough isn't there. You, you do not like Joe Scarborough, do you? I, I, don't, I don't know the man. He seems like a very nice man. But he just rambles and rambles and asks 15-minute questions. And you have a, such a great panel of, of experts. Ask your question and shut up and let him answer it. I like Morning Joe better when there was that sexual tension between him and Mika. You know, and now it's just sort of like, you know, they're the, the happily married couple. God bless them. I'm happy for them. But boy, you know, when there was like that, you, you could sense there was something going on between them before it was officially announced. Basically, you know? you're just a sexist who liked the sexual attention. No, it did, did, was interesting to watch. All right. Well, God love you. It's kind of like the sexual attention on this podcast. <laughs> well, I can't be held responsible for your feelings. Uh <laughs> You are so weird. You are oh, so weird. Look, we just had a few that. minutes. We just had a few minutes left. What do you want to say? What do I want to say? Yeah, we have a few minutes left. There's a. Um, I, I tell you what. There is a. I, I, St. Louis has had a. I, don't know, I know. I know. Crime's a big issue everywhere, and I know Omaha's got its crime. And but St. Louis had a bad, bad story this uh, weekend, where there was a uh, volleyball tournament that that is for years and years and years every year, the volleyball tournament that um, is held in downtown St. Louis at the Dome. And they have, you know, 150 courts and, you know, 300 teams come in and all these girls play volleyball. And it's a weekend tournament and everything else. They've been doing it for years. Saturday night, there was a girl who was in between games and she was going to get something to eat, walking down the street. She got hit by a car and she lost both of her legs. Oh, no. Tragic. Tra tragic. But the story gets worse. The 21-year-old the who caused the accident was out on bail, out on bond, was supposed to be in an ankle bracelet, supposed to be under home arrest, broke that, you know, broke his, um, the, uh, the tenants of his uh, parole or whatever it was, right? 25, 30, 40, 50 different times. He was supposed to be up on charges for armed criminal assault. It happened in 2020. The circuit attorney wasn't ready in 2022, so she dropped the charges and refiled them again, starting the clock. This guy shouldn't have been on the streets, shouldn't have been anywhere near the rest of us. And uh, he's out and he caused this, this tragic accident. Now, St. Louis, God love him. Um, you know, so somebody's visiting your hometown and this happens. They started a GoFundMe account and the money is pouring into this account from co companies and corporations. Um, you know, the least we can do is sort of say we're sorry for this tragedy, but it is a heartbreaking story. Oh, geez, I can't imagine. I cannot imagine. And on that uplifting note, hey, we'll be back uh, next week. Next week as we get ready to start our second year of Beck and Milhaven. Just saying. I am assuming, Tom. Hold on a second. Assuming that I pay the fee. That's right. Assuming you pay the fee. Because I don't know. After today's show, I might not want to pay the fee. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to be associated with the sexist pig like Tom Glenn. I'm not a sexist pig. I'm just, oh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> by the way, by the way, uh, I got I got pictures of you at Mardi Gras. Do you want to? <laughs> Once again, the sexual tension rears its, its ugly head on this program. And <laughs> uh, on this note, it's probably best we leave right now. Have a great day. I'm Tom Becker. I'm, I'm a Grand Millhaven. Bye-bye.
Production.